Welcome to this podcast for Thorax Journal Club. Today I'm joined by Dr. Sobroto Paul. Dr. Paul works in the Division of Thoracic Surgery at New York Presbyterian Hospital System, and today he's going to talk about a paper he first authored in the European Journal of Cardiothoracic Surgery entitled Outcomes After Lobectomy Using Thoracoscopy Versus Thoracotomy, a Comparative Effectiveness Analysis Utilizing the Nationwide Inpatient Sample Database. Dr. Paul, could you start by explaining why this study was important to do, and in particular, could you explain a little bit about the differences between thoracoscopy versus thoracotomy, how the procedures differ, as well as complications and recovery? No problem. Thank you for uh, inviting me to give this podcast. So um, the importance of this topic is that uh, thoracoscopic or vas or video-assisted thoracoscopic lobectomy, or vas lobectomy for short, was a technology that was introduced in the 1990s, and people b- began starting developing and using this technology to do, to do lobectomies in the early 90s as well. And there have been several single-institution studies, the largest being from Dr. Robert McKenna uh, at Cedars-Sinai that suggested that vas lobectomy is superior to a thoracotomy lobectomy. However, um, there's never been a randomized trial, and the only other evidence from other than single institution studies is an analysis of the STS general thoracic database, which also in a propensity mass study showed that outcomes after vasolobectomy would be better. However, we really didn't know that if that applies to the general population or surgeons who don't participate in the STS, or which is a specialized database. And the, the difference between thoracoscopic and vasolobectomy is is really highlighted by the fact that in a thoracotomy, you make a large incision uh, where you spread the ribs, and that's the critical part, spreading the ribs, so that you can actually take a look you know, with your eyes and actually put your hand into the patient to, in order to kind of manipulate the lobe of the lung, which is being taken out typically for lung cancer. And um, by doing it through the open approach, there's more pain, there's you know, more stress induced upon the body, so patients have more kind of complications afterwards. This is minimized if you do it through three small incisions or four small incisions, the largest of which is a uh, five-centimeter incision where there is no rib spreading, and uh, it's done with the aid of a camera, which is a vast or thoracoscopic approach, and that way it kind of minimizes the trauma of surgery, and, uh, you know, like the single institution studies had suggested, they seem to patients seem to do better uh, short term. Uh, so, you know, we decided to take a look at the nationwide inpatient sample to see if the results that were seen in the single institution uh, studies from Dr. McKenna or from the analysis of the STS database whether those actually held up uh, when you looked at a 20% sample of all hospital admissions in the United States over a two-year period. And can you tell us a little bit about the nationwide inpatient sample database that you used? Sure. Uh, The nationwide inpatient sample is a database that contains administrative records of all hospital admissions uh, in the United States. It's actually a 20% sample of all those admissions. It's a database that's released by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality uh, from the United States government. It has more than 8 million hospital stays or admissions in the U.S. per year from about 1,000 hospitals. So it's a very powerful database that allows you to examine 
trends in the United States from a national level. And can you talk a little bit about the analysis that you did for this study, in particular a little bit about propensity scores? Sure. So we, we looked at the nationwide inpatient sample from 2007 and 2008. During this two-year period, there were about 68,000 patients that underwent a lobectomy, about 10,000 by VATS, and about uh, 57, the remainder by thoracotomy, 57,000. Um, and the reason we chose those years is because 2007 is the first year that they actually in introduced a specific code for vasolobectomy or thoroscopic lobectomy. And uh, after querying the database and, and taking these patients out, we basically found all the patients' comorbidities using the administrative records uh, and ICD-9 codes available. And uh, we took out you know, common comorbidities and demographics of patients, such as age, gender, comorbidities such as uh, coronary artery disease, hypertension, uh, renal insufficiency, uh, their race and where and actually what kind of uh, setting uh, that the procedure was performed in, whether it was done in a teaching hospital or a non-teaching or, or a rural setting. And then we propensity matched them, which means that we try to match every patient in the thoracoscopy or vasolobectomy group with a similar set of patients in the thoracotomy lobectomy group. It's a very powerful statistical tool to try to kind of level the playing field between the two groups that you're answering. And were your findings as you expected, or did things not turn out quite as you'd anticipated they would? Our findings were uh, as expected. They were very similar to what we found in uh, the analysis of the uh, Society of Thoracic Surgeons or the STS uh, database, where patients who had a thoracoscopic or vasolobectomy were in the hospital less and a shorter length of stay, but the mortality between the patients were equivalent. So they're very similar findings. Any morbidity, any short-term complication is, is less in patients who had a vasolobectomy, uh, specifically atrial fibrillation or supraventricular arrhythmias, which was similar to the, the VAT study. Do you think we should only be doing vatslobectomies now in, in patients, or do you think there's still a role in, in some patients for thoracotomy lobectomies? Well, I, I think there's always a role for uh, uh, thoracotomy lobectomies. Patients whose anatomy is not suitable to have a vatslobectomy should have a thoracotomy lobectomy, and those are usually patients who have very large tumors, or their tumors are very close to the hilum or towards the heart. This analysis is from 2007 and 2008, and even there, only only about 15% of the lobectomies done in the country are done through a VATS approach. This is similar to the numbers in the STS database, which showed that only 25 or 35% of the lobectomies in the country are done VATS. And the other thing is, we still don't know whether, from an oncologic point of view, if you're performing this for lung cancer, if the results are equivalent long-term do you get the same operation from an oncologic perspective or the number of lymph nodes taken out to be similar? Uh, so those are still unanswered questions. So there's still a role for thoracotomy lobectomy, but at least on the short term, it seems like if you're an appropriate candidate for a vasolobectomy and you can undergo it, you have at least a better short-term outcome. Dr. Paul, thank you very much. You're welcome. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.